moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss of the People. This is Asa Nilsson, and I am your host. This is a place for conversations with cool people that have opted out of the rat race, have chosen to live life on their own terms, um, maybe stepped out of line, and uh, chosen to take care of themselves first, most importantly, filling their own cup first. And today, we are meeting with Jenny Maxwell, and Jenny is in St. Charles, Illinois. Now, the interesting thing that I think about Jenny is that she is from Ireland and she moved to America 11 years ago. I was in the US and I moved to Sweden 11 years ago. So now we have found one another on LinkedIn, <laughs> the channel of all channels. And um, I am so glad that you could join me here today so we can have a little chat about your cool life and how you have come to this place where you're at today. So welcome. And why don't you give us a little bit of an intro of who you are? Well, thank you so much for having me. This is <laughs> a joy. It's always a joy to speak with you. Thank you. Like you said, my name is Jenny Maxwell. And first and foremost, I'm a mother of two boys, Jonah and Danny. Jonah's 18 and he's going to college. Danny is 14 and he's a freshman in high school. And I live here in Chicago, even though I'm from Dublin. And um, I'm a personal development coach. And that's been obviously, you know, everything changed for me when I moved to America. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I felt very lost and completely displaced. So rediscovering my life's purpose beyond being, you know, a mom and a wife and everybody's person, which I had inserted mm -hmm. myself as everybody's person, you know, everybody needs me out there. Mm. rediscovering that sense of purpose through coaching mm. really changed my whole life and I'm just so glad that we met one another on LinkedIn what were the what, chances what, what are the chances well you know I've uh, I've met some finally some interesting people that I think have some life in them there because that was a very hard um, social media channel for me to not get involved in but to actually care about 
And uh, I have been on for years, just never really was active. And um, I didn't really feel the connection with people. And I was really doing a lot around my own personal development and understanding myself and not really feeling like I could show up as myself in that place. And then I meet people like you. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, she's nice. Nice people do (laughs) exist out here. Okay. Not nice. I mean, there's plenty of nice people, but people who have life in them and share their real stories, which is critical for me that we share real stories. And the, um, the, the conversation that I saw a couple of weeks ago that was uh, on LinkedIn was, which really like it tugged at my heart because I realized I'm like, Ooh, why is this so important to me right now? And it was after you had been thrown in LinkedIn jail. Well, I didn't understand what it meant because I had never heard of anybody on LinkedIn being thrown in LinkedIn jail. Can you kind of give a little bit of an explanation of how that even happens for people who don't, don't yeah, know? I- I still don't even know, but I would I would love to go back to what you said a moment ago about LinkedIn. And the, the truth is, I felt exactly the same as you. I thought it was a business platform and you had to show up a certain way. A and for months and months and months, I was like following this protocol that I thought I had to be something different on here. And, and actually, it's just like any other social media platform. When you show up as yourself, yeah. You'll find people like you or people who like you. They mm. like your vibe. Like we mm. found one another. Yeah. Yeah. And sharing stories and having a laugh is so mm-hmm. important to me. Like I yeah. don't want to do anything if it isn't fun. <laughs> so discovering people, other people on LinkedIn that are fun and full of life, um, that was a game changer for me. Mm. Because then I could kind of let go of other people that I just didn't really feel like I was gelling with. I felt like it was a round peg in a square hole. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to fit into something that they're part of, but it's not really my thing. But I was telling myself this is what I should be doing. Right. Yeah, so for anybody true. that is like any of your listeners who are interested in, you know, building something on LinkedIn, like just join the community and be yourself. But that would be my note to mm. anybody who's who's out there listening. Join and be yourself because it is a really great community based platform there's a lot of great people on there yeah. until you get slung in jail <laughs> so um <laughs> I still don't know what happened but I do know that there's been a lot of glitching going on on LinkedIn what like even glitching, yesterday like glitches? glitching where yeah it's you know where you can't tag people one day but you could tag them yesterday and there's for various reasons people get sent to LinkedIn jail I think for asking for too many connection requests okay oh there's so many weird reasons but I woke up one morning and created my post and put it on LinkedIn and I was like that's weird there's no impressions I think there was one impression on my post now I don't have a hundred thousand followers I have like Mm -hmm. three thousand followers and and mostly within about 10 or 15 minutes there might be 50 or 100 impressions. But the people that usually come and comment on my post, they're there right away. Uh There was nothing. It was like it had just, you know, it was just sitting there in thin air. And I thought, that's really odd. Well, maybe it's a crappy post. That's why (laughs) I made the decision that maybe (laughs) nobody's interested in this today. Mm. So I carried on. My usual practice is to go back and 
comment, like respond to comments on previous posts that I might have missed because I care about my community. So I commented and then I went and um, jumped on other people's posts to engage on their posts. But I was getting like no engagement at all. Not on my post, not on anybody else's post. I felt like this feels really strange. So I closed the laptop because I thought, well, I'm not going to waste any more time on this. I'll just go and do something else. And the next thing, about 90 minutes or two hours later, I get a WhatsApp call from or WhatsApp message from uh, a connection that I have on LinkedIn. Really nice, very nice guy. He's like, did you block me or something? And yes. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes, I did. Right? <laughs> like, why would I even, what are you talking about? And he goes, your whole profile just disappeared. Oh, the whole profile was gone. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but the initial feeling was sadness. <laughs> I thought, like, I sad am I that I'm so sad that my LinkedIn profile has vanished. <laughs> yeah, do you know how much work I put into that? <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I, my answer was, no, I didn't block you, you nut. But also, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. And I just sent yeah. back a sad emoji because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And he said, just contact LinkedIn support. Now, it's funny where your mind goes. You know, first of all, I was like, am am I going to lose people Mm -hmm. because I'm not posting today? Which is, first of all, ridiculous. That is like just ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. We are then, you know, a a slave to some algorithm. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you hear, you see these messages online where you've got to be consistent. You've got to post every day. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. And by the way, don't post unless it's authentic. Mm-hmm. Like don't post, post about something you think you should be talking about just because you need to post something. Mm-hmm. Like stay true to yourself. And if you're not feeling it, don't bother. Don't bother that day. Come back another day when yeah, you're it's only feeling exhausting. something. Yeah. It is so depleting. So I email support with zero expectation because I'm thinking, who like oh, who am I on LinkedIn? And my son at the time he goes mom that stinks and I said well my expectations are low like I have such a low following by comparison to others he goes you can still write a crappy review for LinkedIn and they won't want that mom <laughs> and I was like that is actually so sweet he was reminding me that I'm just as important as somebody else that's right you are of course you are and it turned out I was wrong so this person got back to me pretty quickly Oh. Right. What what I mean is my version of it was that I was wrong. Oh. Like I was thinking, okay, okay. well, I'm not as important as somebody else is out right, there. Right, of course. And his version was right. So she got back to me with a very lovely email saying, we don't really know what happened. So we're going to send you on to another department. So your call is important to me. Please hold, basically. The music starts. I made a decision like, you know what, this is totally out of my control. So I'm just going to leave it for today and just see what happens. What did that feel like? To just it felt leave. actually like a relief because all of my Christmas decorations were still up <laughs> and I was procrastinating on taking them down. Um, Jonah and I had like words in the kitchen over something else and he was annoyed at me. So he had strapped off to his bedroom. Danny was upstairs too. They hadn't gone back to college or school yet. And I thought, you know what? I may as well put my energy into something useful. And I was amazed at how much I got done. 
Mm, and what it showed me was how much time and energy I was giving LinkedIn. Mm. I just got chills. Which, mm-hmm. which I thought was fascinating. I'm like, oh my goodness, mm. this has actually been a gift. We had two trees in the house. I got all of the decorations down, including out- the outside decorations, which I never take down. I usually leave it for Dave to do, but he was out of town and I knew the weather was turning to, it was about to get really, really cold. I thought, you know what, I'll just do this myself today. I walked the dogs, I cooked, I made soup, I made dinner, I made a, a, a date to go and meet with my friend that evening for an hour. And I thought, what else am I doing? Like when I am usually engaging on LinkedIn, how much time and energy am I usually giving it? When there's other stuff, there's actually people in real life that I want to give my time to. There's mm-hmm. stuff I can yes. do beyond this. Not just in a computer, people in a computer that you don't know across halfway across the world. Right. Because what was happening was I was spending time on LinkedIn and then I have my clients. Mm. So they are like each client gets an hour of my time, sometimes two hours, depending mm. on what we're working on. Sure. So where is the balance? What I noticed was I who I'm a person who you know, coaches people on creating balance. <laughs> and I was completely imbalanced myself. Yeah. Now, my intention was good. Mm-hmm. My intention is to show up because I'm building something. Right. So when you attach intention to something, it kind of softens the blow a little bit and it, it makes you stop. You put a hole to your gallop. You're not saying I should be doing this or I should right. have done that. You're not shaming yourself in yeah, some no. way. No. you're being gentle and you're looking back and thinking well where if there's an opportunity for change here mm. what might I do differently going forward and by the way this will be a great post mm. that's what was <laughs> on my mind <laughs> the next time I get out there I'm gonna make this a real good one well I think so, that's we have to when we get these kind of like tap, 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 right? The taps Mm -hmm. on the shoulders by universe, by whatever um, that's telling you it's time for you to check in, right? Because we do get these Mm -hmm. taps all the time, whether we pay attention to them or not. And you getting this, the, the, the jail to spend an entire day doing an insane amount of things. I mean, you got a lot accomplished. That was a lot going on in one day there that you, that you got to do. And that's, if we don't take these little moments to recognize that uh, we have an opportunity in front of us to evaluate or reevaluate, how are we spending our time? And that's when I saw this, that you had been jailed. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, yeah, my God, oh my God. Okay. As I'm on seven different social media channels, posting my <laughs> podcasts everywhere, doing all the things, contacting everybody, speaking to people here, people. And I'm like, wait a minute, this goes against everything that my podcast even stands for. And that is to slow down, to slow Mm -hmm. down our pace of our lives and connect with ourselves so that we can even understand what are we doing here? What do I want to create here? And am I happy doing what I'm doing? And I was like starting to get like my shallow breathing again, because I'm like, oh my God, I have to hurry up. I got to get this done. Talking to everybody. I'm like, wait a second. No, I don't. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. And so you're your message was a reminder to me to check in with myself and for me to identify now this is it's feeling like it's too much i'm doing too much and this is going against what i stand for so thank you for you going to jail 
so that I could learn and be reminded myself because right. it's important. Well, it is. And it's interesting. Like we, we hold a mirror up for one another. Yes. All the time. Whether we even realize it or not. Mm. Um, and you have such a heightened sense of awareness around how things make you feel and who you are already. Mm. And so do I. Yeah. But it's whether we choose or not, sure. choose or not, or not choose to pay attention to those signals. Right. Oh my gosh, there's my shallow breathing. Uh-huh. What's causing this? What's missing? Mm. Like I like to ask my clients that, what do you think is missing? Mm. So what emerged for me that day was creativity. Mm. And I thrive on creativity. But I was so distracted with everything else mm. that I hadn't given myself and my my brain a chance to slow down and become creative Hmm. what would I talk about if this was a post Hmm. right what Hmm. would I talk about look at all this stuff that I got done I wonder would anybody like this recipe Hmm. right it was like it was it was just it was that kind of thinking and that that probably seems like so small but it's those small changes I don't that think make that's small at all. A big, they make a big impact, you know. Well, it's also um, it's about how how do we feel when? Yeah. Like, are we even mindful of the moment that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Or like what we talked about for forty five minutes before we actually hit the record button <laughs> was the <laughs> the future scaping, right? The mm-hmm. where if we're always living in the future, like. Well, when I do this, then I will, right? Then all of a sudden, yeah. all these things are going to some somehow miraculously appear in our lives. Well, what if those days never come? What if that time doesn't come? And, you know, the we are the luckiest we are right in this moment, right right now, right here. Wow. Agreed. In order to experience abundance, we have to notice it. Yeah. Right. Oh, I have, I have, this is an interesting little snippet. Um, a long time ago, I was uh, talking to this person, and here in Sweden, there's really not that much rubbish where I live. And oh, sometimes you. I know that's a big thing for me. I hate, ugh, I hate when people just throw things out of their cars and all that. And so I go on this walk out in the country, and here there have these beer cans that you get uh, a crown, like a crown is a, a denomination of money here. And um, so if you turn in this can to the recycling station, you get money back. And I'm like, so I go for my walk, and if I find cans, I'm putting them in my pockets. I'm putting my pants pocket. And I'm walking down the street. I mean, sometimes I find five. And I'm carrying. People think I'm going for a walk and drinking all this beer. I'm like, whatever. You can think all you want. Like, well, I'm like if I drank beer, I probably would drink and walk. But no. So I asked this girl. She was walking with me once, and I said to her, um, "Oh, I'm going to pick up this beer can." She's like, "Why? Why are you picking that up?" I'm like, "Well, because it's first of all, it's metal, and it needs to be picked up." And you also get a crown for it. You get a return of the crown. And she's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm like, well, why doesn't it matter? First of all, the fact that I'm picking up garbage and the fact that you also get paid by the universe, right? You're getting a return on your Mm -hmm. investment directly. And she's like, no. And I said, well, if you were walking down the street, would you, if you found money, if you found a crown, like a crown on the ground, would you pick it up? She said, no, probably not. I'm like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you pick it up? It's money. And she's like, doesn't really, I mean, basically like it doesn't fold. So I'm not picking it up. <laughs> oh my like, goodness. That's interesting. Yes. It says the person that hardly has any money in their bank account. And I said, well, what do you think? What kind of a message are you giving the universe? If you cannot respect mm-hmm. what you see right in front of you, 
you're never going to respect what potentially is going to be coming down the road. Yeah. So she still didn't get that point. But it was that's that wasn't the point. The point was it is still a fact and it is true that if we do not notice today how beautiful this moment is that we are in to be able to take our our Christmas decorations and our trees, our two trees and our outside decorations and take care of the dogs and make soup. I mean, on a day mm-hmm. of all days, like, but we'll sit and spend four hours on LinkedIn with people that we're never going to meet. <laughs> it's nice to get a little sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I, I enjoy my time that I spend on LinkedIn regardless of whether I meet the person or not. Mm-hmm. I enjoy mm-hmm. the engagement. Mm-hmm. What's appropriate for me, though, yeah. is that it is balanced, mm-hmm. that Fantastic. I have a routine and I stick to it. Mm. And my routine changed straight away. By the way, yeah. you asked me why I got sent to jail. It <laughs> turns out it was something to do with emojis being in my name. Now, mm. I'd had emojis in my name. I have the Irish flag and the clover, both sides of my my name for months. But for whatever reason, LinkedIn didn't like it that day okay and it's not I'm not the only person it's happened to apparently another thing that was funny was when I did my post about it I had a couple of people um comment that I that I that I didn't get sent to jail that that's basically um discrediting my message what is it saying well they're not the reasons that you get sent to jail in other words, you're lying about your make this post is made up. <laughs> it's like, what? well, what is important to you about your comment here? Yeah. What does it, what does it matter? My profile disappeared. And, but thanks for engaging. I'm sorry you don't believe me. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's, it's a real to do thing. Than to lie. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. You know, I'm dreaming of posts. But anyway, it was, <laughs> so it turns out it was the, so I left the emojis off for a while because when my profile came back on, it was just my name. The emojis were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a few people messaged me and were like, we're missing the clover. We're missing the clover. Where's the Irish flag? (laughs) Yeah. So I said, oh, I'll risk it. I'll risk getting slung back in the slammer. Let's see what happens. So that's good. The emojis have been reinstated and so far so good with the jail term. But the (laughs) glitching on LinkedIn is sometimes like engagement is low or sometimes you can't tag people. It's. I don't know. I, I think CNN did a whole thing about it a couple of weeks ago, how there's oh. been so many issues on LinkedIn. Huh. I mean, like, really? It's a first world problem. No, Goodness oh sakes. no kidding, please. Yeah, yeah, that is that is for sure. Um, we talked about when, before I do any kind of a podcast chat with somebody, we always have kind of like a conversation up front. And we talked about something that I think is super important. And that is... Um, the pressure of wanting to belong, the the need to feel like I can't be an outcast or I have to be doing like what all the other moms are doing or I have to be mm-hmm. doing what all the other coaches are doing online, the virtual coaches, right? Because I trust me, I have fallen so deep into that rabbit hole of like, this is how I'm supposed to do coaching. This is how I'm supposed to do social media posts, la, 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 mm-hmm. right? I mean, while we're figuring it all out. And, um, and I want to ask your opinion. Do you think now that you have been in America for 11 years, do you perceive yourself as being different, more different now, as far as that is concerned 
than what you were like when you were in Ireland? Do you notice any difference? When it comes to, so what specifically with are you the, asking me? Do I know the, the pressure of belonging, like to feel like you have to be a part of something like here, like to be, to be walking down the street and I want to be looking like all my friends. I got to have the Uggs and the Louis Vuitton bags. I need to have, you know, we all eat the same. We dress the same. We drive the same cars. We go to the same school. Our kids do the same sports. We have husbands mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever they're doing. Um, like that type of having to belong in society or to belong in the group do you feel that is the same or different for you now or is it because you have grown as a human being also in how you are now well as a recovering people pleaser (laughs) yeah me too right (laughs) well i I, trying to recover (laughs) yeah well look we're all a work in progress Mm -hmm. um i think what i've noticed is because this has come up twice this week, which is interesting. You know, well, society says this. And I'm like, well, when it comes to belonging, it's a self-imposed pressure. Mm. And it says something about us not belonging with ourselves first. First, If we think we've got to fit in somewhere else. Mm. So a friend of mine asked me, she doesn't have any kids. And what she noticed when she was over here a few years ago was the constant comparisons being made uh, by other mothers about about their kids. So I fell into that trap in America, but I think I had already fallen into that trap in Ireland too. I don't think it's just in one country. I think it's a it's I think it's a global thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, And she said, when does that competition kind of start? Like, when does all that comparison start? And I said, "Um, the day they're born. Hmm. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And like, and in fact, if I could go back and talk to her again about it, I'd say it starts pretty much the the moment you say you're pregnant. Hmm. The comparison starts. The comparison starts. Hmm. But for me, what I noticed was like almost as soon as Jonah was born, people were asking is he sleeping through the night and it and it kind of it, it evolved from there by the way he didn't sleep through the night till he was five Oy. so oh, I already felt less than as a mother because I had a kid with colic hmm. who cried all the time hmm. he didn't sleep until he was five I had postpartum depression hmm. and I didn't really recognize that something was very wrong until 18 months later mm-hmm uh, I just knew that everybody else seemed to have everything together, whether they were all playing pretend. I don't mm. know. But for me, I felt all I felt was less than mm. and that less than feeling stayed with me. Because it had already been there. Mm-hmm. I already felt less than as an actor mm. yeah. in, in that career. I felt less than as a child because I was a very average student. I felt less than in as in my dance class because I couldn't pick up the dance routines on the day that they were given it would always take me four or five days to get them. So I have felt less than my whole life. Hmm. So that belonging piece, I never really felt at peace with being me anyway. Hmm. So I put that pressure on me to, I, I suppose, conform hmm. and be somebody that I thought other people wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And I spent most of my life living that way. So that pressure I put on myself. Mm-hmm. Now, what changed was a couple of years ago, really, um, 
you know, volunteering in my community and giving my time for somebody else, what I noticed was, gosh, there was such less pressure. I'm not like telling somebody what to do here. I'm asking somebody what they need help with. And I'm I'm helping them either source the right non-for-profit to support them or I'm helping them connect with the right person for them. But it's on their terms. It's not me. Mm. Here's what you should do, which was mm. my habit. Yeah. Mm. That was my way of belonging was that I was the problem solver. Mm. I'll jump in. Even if you're not asking me, I'm going to jump in and tell you what I think you should be doing, mm. which causes resentment on both sides. I recognize I that feel behavior. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, it's true for most of us. You know, when we recognize it, though, we yeah. have the power to own it and change it. Yeah, that's right. So for me, that's when I became curious about coaching. And then when I started going through the program, you know this, like mm. we're our own first client. For sure. My circle got really small mm. because I realized how much time and energy I was giving to other people's expectations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much of myself I was giving and how little I actually knew what made me happy. Mm. How little I knew about me. Yeah. And then when you look across the time of line that has been your life and you notice, oh, that belonging, that started way back when I was little. Mm. That that not enoughness, yeah. that feeling less than, that I had to be a certain way to make other people happy. Mm. That started way, way, way back for me as a very small child. And those behaviors and habits formed as a result of those little stories that I told myself to try and make myself belong somewhere. Yeah. At school. Little at Jenny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if I could scoop that little one up mm. now and say to her, you know, it's going to be all right. Yep. You're going to do great. <laughs> be yourself. Better than great. That's right. Be yourself. Yeah learn that lesson. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I think about, you know, when I think about young people today, um, I recorded my podcast for this Friday by myself today. And I was talking a lot about this, about childhood and, you know, how we identify and how, mm. how do we feel? We just want to belong so badly. I just wanted to be like everybody else and just be included. That was my biggest thing. And for young people today, like if I could give my young self some like just like a, a picture into our, my grown self and that would definitely definitely be that you're not as different as you think you are you do you you are included you do matter and everything is going to be fine you're going to be fine mm -hmm. and you're going to grow into be a loving kind and gentle adult even with the wanting to fit in so badly and doing the dance and, you know, like the performance, constant performance and being able to pick up on everybody else's energy so fast so that everybody else felt good. Because if everybody else felt good, then the peace was kept, you know, mm -hmm. now at 55, still, still doing all that still, those are still personality traits that are inside of me. But now I recognize who I don't have to. I don't have to do that to belong anymore because I have to belong to me first. Yeah. I have that's to so belong true. to me first. All right, girl. I'm here. I am. I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep track of timing for you because I know you got to go. You got a client. So we're gonna jump off. Do thank you for your time, your beautiful thoughts and your your 
your viewpoints. I think that you're a super interesting person and I appreciate you taking the time today. <laughs> I loved every minute of this. And, mm. um, you know, side Thank note, you. when you're different, you stand out because you're different. We're all unique. Mm. We all belong. Yep. We are all worthy yes, of happiness. Are. Yeah. It's been an absolute gift to spend my morning with you. So thank you for having me on. (laughs) Thank you. Hopefully you can come back. Come back another time. We can talk. We'll talk more another time. You get out. You get out of here. And (laughs) and we're going to add all of your social media channels and your website and all that kind of stuff so that people can know how to find you um, and to find out more about what you maybe you offer in the world and how you work. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You do the same. We'll talk to you uh, hopefully next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me... Let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.